And hello, hello. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. We've got some good calls for you today. Here's how we're doing it. You call me up, just like when I was on the radio. You call me up with legal problems. The number to call is 800-996-4505. That's 800-996-4505. We will arrange a time to call you back when we're recording each show. You'll be called back. We'll answer your questions. It works out. We'll get a hold of you. Don't worry. It works. Just call if you've got a legal problem, 800-996-4505. You can call business hours, 9 to 5, or other times and leave it on the voicemail. We'll get back to you. It's working out. So we've got a lot of good calls for you coming up today. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. You can call in with any kind of a legal problem you got, not just trusts and estates and who gets your stuff when you die, the stuff we do nine to five, any kind of legal problems. I've been a lawyer a long time. I've got David Brown doing research. You heard me on the radio. You know the drill. 800-996-4505. Let's start those calls. Greg in Santa Clara. Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Greg? Okay, Len. I've got a... um tax problem. I have a, um, I have my own business, so therefore I have to itemize and all that stuff. What what kind of business do you have? I fix interiors of cars. I do leather repair, vinyl repair, anything that has to do with the inside of a car fixing other than electrical I fix. Okay. Um, I restore interiors, mostly for car dealerships, but I do other people's cars too. Um, And what I do, you know, at the end of the year, I have have deductions, just like a typical business, and I handed them, I handed off all my stuff to this one guy, one at the beginning, it was like 07, I was doing for 06 and 07, and then it go 08 and 09 with him. And then I bought auto insurance. So, in other words, if you ever get audited, he's supposed to represent you. And I paid for it and, you know, paid him all the money for the returns and everything. And now, now, wait a second. This lawyer sells his own auto, you know, um, audit insurance. Yeah, not a lawyer. He's a CPA. I'm sorry, the CPA. So he says, yeah. if you get audited, I'll take care of it for nothing. Pay this extra money, right? Right. And that's what I did. Okay. And now, I got audited for every single year he did, 06, 07, 08, and 09. And I mean, we're talking from the IRS and the state. Do you and mean they wanted to look at all your books and they came to your place yeah. of business? That kind of. He has all my information. He has all the books. He has all my, all my boxes. And what is, how, how much does the IRS want for you, from you? Oh, over 300, 400,000. Wait, wait a second. What they do is they take away all your deductions. It's like they want you to do it all over again. You made this much, send it in, plus penalties and interest. So you have to go in and prove that you had any type of deductions that are worthy of deductions for the IRS to be able to lower your income so you're not taxed at the total amount. You know, I've, I've, I, I've, I, I got to tell you, Greg, I got audited last year where they went uh-huh. and looked at all my books it yeah, scares the hell out of you. It's hot, yeah, and, and they can do it. And, and I cooperated with them. You know, they always find something wrong. But oh, sure. uh, you, I, I'm keeping. I, I right now. I, I was never. You know, I in the past I got to dinner and I, I I never kept the slips. I just wrote a little thing. I keep everything now. They can. Why? I telling you. So wait a minute. How am I, If they want three hundred thousand dollars. For four years, how much did you make? How many in two thousand six? How much did you make about after t- after taxes? Mm, probably one hundred and fifty. Not bad. All right. So all by myself. Yeah. Congratulations. Now here's the story. Um, this lawyer, this excuse me, this CPA, uh-huh. is not returning your calls. And, yeah, he's me. Yeah, and he says, "Screw you!" And you bought insurance. So. What you have to do first is you got to find a new CPA or tax attorney 
because okay. you got to do it. They want $300,000, and a good tax lawyer or CPA can help. And right. this old guy won't do it. And, and you're going to have to sue him after it's all over. You can sue your old CPA for the money you paid to the new CPA to straighten it out or to the lawyer. You know. Oh, I can do that. Okay. Well, yeah, you can. I don't know if you'll collect it or not. Look, you're not entitled to sue for the taxes the IRS makes you pay because the IRS is right and your turns were wrong. Then you would have had to pay the money anyway. But maybe interest and penalties. I was going to say, what about interest and penalties? Because it's been going on for well over a year that I've been, come on, do something, come on, come on. Look, so look, they put me on hold for half an hour and they hung up on me. Uh, That's uh, the only thing he's ever said that he's even done. He's a liar. Now listen to me. Uh, you're uh-huh. in Santa Clara. I had a guy right. in Walnut Creek. I'm going to give you his name. This was my lawyer for my audit. He did a great job. He was there. He was calm. He, I was crazed by it. It made me nuts. I, I mean, uh-huh. and, and, uh, but he cleared it up. And, and now my books are straight. He showed me what to do. I, you know, we, we, I'm like you. I'm a small businessman. I got my own business. I've got a few employees, but, you know, they're looking at yeah. us. So you got a pencil. Yep. This guy's name is Walt Youngman. W-A-L-T-Y-O-U-N-G-M-A-N. Uh-huh. And he's in Walnut Creek. I know you're in Santa Clara, but call him and say, I plugged him on the air. I recommended him. And right. um, if anything, maybe he can recommend somebody in Santa Clara. I know anybody he recommends will be good. The guy is ethical and good. His name is Walt Youngman. His phone number is 925-930-6000. Uh-huh. 925-930-6000. You got it? Three oh six thousand nine two five nine thirty six thousand. Walt Youngman. Yeah, because I was thinking, can I, what? I mean, I'm thinking all these penalties and interest for not filing. I, I don't understand. I, I, I'm not an expert on taxes. I know that the IRS is worse than the mafia. You know, when oh, they know. they make and they can look everywhere, and they write the and, rules. Yeah, it'll make. And, and you're laying in bed at night eating your liver over yeah, this, right? Exactly. And the state's worse because the state can come in and take. Your accounts. Literally close them off and take all the money out. Call Walt Youngman, and if he's too far away for you, I bet you he can recommend somebody. That's what you got to okay. do, okay? All right. Let, let me tell all of you, if you're getting audited or you're worried about the IRS, this guy, Walt Youngman, was magic. He does a great job. Walt Youngman in Walnut Creek. He doesn't work for me. I'm just plugging him because he did a really good job, and I like him a lot. Doug in San Jose, Len Tillum. News Talk 910, Doug, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well, uh, my, my father's been diagnosed with dementia, and my brother has power of attorney. Um, I went back to take care of some stuff in Atlanta, Georgia, but uh, they recently bought the house. Um, in the documents I signed, the green... Wait, I'm sorry, who bought the house? I'm a little confused. My brother bought my father's house. And your and father has dementia, right? He's in a, yeah, he was, my, my brother put him in assisted living. Um, well, how, so, could, how could your brother get your father to sell him the house if he's got dementia? He doesn't have capacity to enter into a contract to sell his house. Exactly. So my brother was the buyer and the seller because of the power of attorney deal. Now, wait. So, wait, wait. Your father gave your brother a power of attorney. Right. Now, and this is in Atlanta, Georgia? Right, Marietta. In California... Most powers of it, what your brother did is this self-dealing. A power of attorney in California is so that, you know, you can pay the person's rent or their assisted living bills, take care of them. You right. can't self-deal or give yourself and take advantage 
unless the power of attorney specifically says, you know, I give my son permission to buy my house or take my money for himself. Right. So have you seen the power of attorney your father signed, or you've never seen it? It was changed because my sister uh, passed away. She was the second in line um, because of proximity. I'm here in California. They offered it to me. I said, no, and let them do it. Um, but I've not seen the power of attorney. It just changed. Now tell, I, tell me about the deal. How did your, fa- your brother screw your father? What do you think? So, okay, so I, when I went back there, I saw that his wife is a is a real estate person, and she had a contract for the sale of the house, and she herself was going to take a 6% commission on the house. Now, now wait wait a minute. She's representing the seller and the buyer? She's representing the father-in-law and her husband, you know, the brother? Right, right. Well, that, was, by the way, that is a double commission in a self-interested transaction. In California, they take her license away for that. I don't know what they're doing in Georgia. But you could call the state agency that regulates real estate agents in Georgia. She could exactly. probably get in a lot of trouble for that. Exactly. So I, I, you know, a friend of mine is a good friend of mine is a lawyer, and he said there's conflict of interest there. So what I did was I, I called uh, the Adult Protective Services. Excellent. And I, and I turned him in for um, financial well, elder abuse. And and in the contract that I had to sign for all their lawyers. It said that I agreed to sell him the house at a certain price, but they, and I have in writing from him, they agreed to pay all closing fees associated with the sale of the house. They didn't do it. So they pocketed 18000 bucks. Mm-hmm. and the lady today from CPS tells me, well, we can't go back and undo the deal. I said, well, they need to rebate that money. They need to put that money back in my father's account. It's the fox watch in the hen house. Exactly. And, and, and I'm... Look, if your brother, the problem is you're in San Jose and they're in Atlanta, Georgia. And and let me tell you, I've I've heard these stories. You know, I do elder law, trusts and estates. I hear this all the time. We encounter these problems. Let me tell you there's perspective, even though it's not. Here's Doug in California complaining when we don't, they, he has no idea how much care we took of his father, you know, and taking him to doctors and visiting him. And how dare he say that? I'm not saying that's true, but I'm telling you that's what they're thinking. You know that. They got to justify this craziness. And if your brother is in charge of the money, and this is this is just the beginning of the double dipping, he's going to do that crook. I know it. Here's the other problem. Um, it's clearly financial elder abuse. Your brother is enriching himself out of your father's pocket. I bet. Let me guess. Did he even buy the house for less than fair market value? Right. Well, I had a real estate lady come out and say the house, as is, is worth one eighty four. Bought it for one seventy three. Yeah. And then and then said, well, I'm not buying it unless Dad pays to fix the roof and paint it and fix all the stuff that's wrong with it. Um, but he held us hostage, saying, if you don't do it, I'm walking away. Dad's in assisted living, so you're going to have to come out here and rent it and get. That's blackmail. These- you got it. That's really extortion. He used kind of. So my, we agreed to do it um, uh, back then. My well. My sister was alive at first, but now she's passed away. So there has been another power of attorney written up. Hey, Doug, wait, wait, wait. Before you say anything, you're, you're impotent and powerless. you got to go to Atlanta to sue your brother. You're not going to do it. It's a I problem. So what, there's nothing you can do. You can call You call Adult Protective Services. I did. They're overworked in California. They're swamped. <sighs> the well, only, she uh, called me today, and she said it's not. It, there's no problem with what he did. I, I, I disagree, and they're wrong, but you're in San Jose, and they're in Atlanta. You can't even go and pound on their desk. Right. So what are you going to do? 
Well, I got you know, a supervisor's number, but I was hoping to get some, some good information from you. The only thing I think you can do is you can report it to the Real Estate Commission in Cal- in Georgia. I, I don't have – these problems happen, and I do elder law and trust in estates, and I don't have an answer for you. All right. You know, you're in San Jose and they're in Atlanta, and the kids who live there off can do it, you know? I'm sorry to tell you that. Demand that your brother gives you an accounting. Tell your brother after dad dies, you have – here's what you can do. You say to your brother, look – you have a fiduciary relationship, F-I-D-U-C-A-R-Y, fiduciary. you got a fiduciary relationship with Dad, and I want a complete accounting. And after Dad dies, I'm looking at this. And if you've been running away with the money, well, there's going to be problems. At least well, let him know I, you're going to do that. I finally got quarter financials, and that's where I'm seeing all this, you know, that he walked away with 18000 bucks in his pocket. He makes so. you crazy, doesn't it? And there's nothing you can do. I'm sorry and to tell you father, that. My father is a very frugal man. He has a lot of money, but he's a very frugal man, and, and it just it kills me. Yep, there it goes. I don't know what to tell you. It's tough being, you know, that far away, that's for sure. Frank in Morgan Hill, Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Frank, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Uh, my son, he refuses to go to school, and the school board is uh, trying to come down on us hard. How many days did he miss last year? Oh, he didn't, you know, um, I think in 2011, he didn't go all year. 2012, he went maybe a month or two months, maybe eight weeks out of the whole. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how old is he, 17? Yes. And what, they're telling you they're going to put you in jail? Yeah. Yeah, you know, California enacted what's called an anti-truancy law in 2011, and it allows for the parents, prosecution of parents habitually truant, truant minors. That means students who skip out of school more than 10% of the year can be prosecuted. You know, in early October, a woman named Lorraine Cuevas got 180 days in jail in Kings County. But her kids were in the second and third grade, and it was her fault they didn't go to school. Oh, so, well, yeah, I can see that. Look, 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 look. To yep. convict you, the DA is going to have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you failed to reasonably supervise and encourage this kid's school attendance. You know, I, I don't think as long as you're doing everything you can, what are you going to do? He's 17. He shaves. He's more interested well, in girls. I, I, I physically brought him to school one, one day, and um, they came back with the, um, social service, checking in on my daughter at her school, asking her a bunch of questions without even saying to us. I mean, we know we were wait, wait, what are they bothering your daughter for? Does she skip school, too? No. No. You, listen to me. Don't drag your kid to school. He's probably bigger than you are by now or close to it. He's there. He's there. He, he's there. You get in an argument or a pushing match with him, they'll arrest you for beating up your kid. Look, I know. he's 17. Know. He's been doing this for three or four years. He's a loser. I hate to tell you this. He's probably getting stoned all day long, you know? I know, but gosh. Go talk to the school. Yeah. Ask them what you can do. At least let the school know you're interested. You know, and, and there's nothing you can do. I, I mean, you're powerless. They're not going to put you in jail for this. I guarantee it. You, I, well, they'll pray a fine or something. They've already threatened twice, gone there twice. Well, you go to them yeah. and you talk to them and you say, I take them. Do you have problems with him at home? Yes. Uh, you know, you should go to a group called Tough Love, T-O-U-G-H-L-O-V-E. It's a group of parents who have kids with problems, and they've got some good approaches. Google Tough Love and go to one of the, It's like an AA meeting. Go to one of the Tough Love meetings in your town. You'll find well, one. Will. Yeah, really. You got to do something. You might talk to. You know, if you talk to a therapist or a counselor, then the right, DA. Right. Then the yeah, DA wants to prosecute you. You got somebody on your side. But 
you're not doing anything wrong. You're doing the best you can. That's for sure. Mike in Concord, Len Tillum. Why are you calling a lawyer, Mike? Well, I'm calling because we bought a house about three months ago, and uh, during the purchase, we signed an as-is uh, clause on the contract. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I understand that. I've, I've dealt with... Um, wait, wait, let, let me answer what as-is. As-is is BS, and it doesn't count. As-is does not give the person you're buying from the right to lie about stuff that they know is wrong. You understand that? Even if you signed as is, if they're covering up some some stuff that they knew about, they can't do it. As is does not help them at all. So what happened? So about two weeks after we moved in, uh, we were given our five-year-old a bath in the main bathtub. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looked like paint started peeling up from the the surface of the tub, the sides, the bottom, everything. And I was concerned that it was toxic uh, to him. So Yeah, I, I, you don't I, want to be taking a bath in paint. Exactly. So I contacted the uh, sales agent, and he said that he would get a hold of the uh, seller. Well, in the meantime, it looked like there was some damage to the bottom of the tub, like scratches and uh, discoloration that they were trying to cover up with whatever this substance was. So they used some kind of paint or enamel cover, and how badly was this tub damaged? Uh, to, to the point where it needs to be replaced. And how much is it going to cost to replace? Um... I was told that it's probably not resealable, so it's going to be between 1500 and 2000 okay. 2500 somewhere in there. Here's what you do. And, and I bet you contacted those people and they told you, we got your money, drop dead sucker, essentially. Right? Yeah. Okay. You don't have to worry about an as-is sale. If you're selling somebody a car or you're buying a car and they cover up big problems, even if they write as-is, they can't lie about material conditions. The seller has to disclose all those defects. And they knew this. They covered it. And you're going to find other stuff with these people, maybe. Anyway, this is what's called intentional misrepresentation. You should write this phrase down because that's what you're going to use in small claims court. You don't need a lawyer for this. Okay. Intentional misrepresentation. You have to sue the seller and you also sue the seller's real estate agent. Intentional misrepresentation and fraud. Write in the word fraud. Get the tub fixed. You've got to do it anyway. And then you sue the sellers and the seller's agent as co-defendants for up to 10 grand. Even if it costs 2,500 to fix it, you want what's known as punitive damages. P-U-N-I-T-A-V-E, punitive damages. And P-U-N-I-T-I-V-E. And you, the judge may be willing to award you punitive damages. You got that? that, got it. Does that that's punishment for lying. So it seems to me it's useless to call them up and say, give me the money. You got to fix the tub anyway. So can you afford to do it? I know you put out a lot of cash for a house. You got some extra money to fix the tub? I could probably work some overtime for a month or two and, and do it that way. Mike, fix the tub. Get it done and then sue them in small claims court, fraud, intentional misrepresentation, and ask for punitive damages. You'll get your money back. You're going to win. Got it. Okay? Don't let them get away with this nonsense. I won't. Thank you, sir. All right. You're welcome. David in San Bruno. Len, tell him, David, why are you calling a lawyer? How's it going, Len? Good. Uh, I'm calling a lawyer because uh, my parents, uh, they bought a duplex. And uh, I'm living in the back, and I'm only paying about 1200 bucks a, a month for rent. But they come in on the weekends after, you know, we're partying, and they come in, and they see all this mess everywhere, and they think I'm just trashing the house. And I was wondering if there's a way that I can, you know, maybe some kind of legal paper or something that they can't come in. Wait, 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 wait. Stop a second. How old are you? 
I'm 23. I'm your youngest fan, man. You're 23, and you're living in your mommy and daddy's house, and mommy and daddy are living in the back? How does that work? You got your own? No, no, they live somewhere else. We, we bought a duplex, and uh, there's a two-bedroom house in the back that I'm, I got to myself. Oh, okay. And they're not living in the front of the house. They just come over weekends because they got nothing better to do, right? Exactly. They're old school. They're, they're born in Italy, and they just they want to come up and check out. And All right. So... Like nosy neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much are you paying a month in rent? Uh, about twelve hundred, twelve hundred bucks a month. And if they rented it to me or some stranger, not to their darling son, how much would a fair rent be? A fair rent would probably be about eighteen hundred. Okay, so they're giving you a deal. So a big deal. All right. So let's go through the simple answer, the legal answer. All right. You're a tenant, and the landlord cannot enter the property without your permission. They can go in there for inspection, maintenance, but they got to give you 24 hours notice. That's so, yeah. you know, if you were renting for me and I was snooping around in your house, you could say, drop dead, give me notice, or I'll sue your ass in court. But this is your mother and father, they're your parents. So. Uh, I know, so they feel free to just come in and barge right well, in. And- yeah, 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 but you also sound a little bit like a teenager who wants to put a lock on his bedroom door to keep his parents out. Why don't you steal one of those things from the hotel that says do not disturb and put it on the doorknob? I, I mean, they are giving you a place to rent at less than fair market value. Are you yeah. ready to sue them in court? I don't know, I mean... Look... Yeah, she still cooks you dinner, right? I bet she does your laundry once in a while, too, right? Uh, what I'm trying to save for the month, yeah. Yeah. Once in a while? Yeah. So, um, you better clean up. They're your mommy and daddy. The law doesn't have anything to do when it's your mother and father. I'm telling you, if you try and assert, you know, I have a legal right to this, they're going to get really pissed at you. You're going to really hurt their feelings. And you'll sound very ungrateful. They're giving you a deal. You have a party. Go, instead of having parties at your place, go have a party at somebody else's house and trash it. Uh, or else, you, I got another right. You, do, you, do you have a girlfriend? Uh, not currently. Not right now. Just, just left her, so we're definitely going nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ever lucky enough to have some attractive, nice lady sleep over? Uh, yeah, and on the weekends they do, and, and luckily they haven't walked in and found one sleeping in my bed yet. No, no, no. So what you do is they knock. Do they knock on the door or they just walk in? <laughs> no, they just walk in with the key. They walk in. Well, what would happen? <laughs> See, I was saying maybe she could greet them. and You know, if they knocked, she could open the door in her underwear, and then maybe they'd stop coming so much. Right. I think that's a good, that's a good try. I, like that. I, like I think embarrassing them and having the girlfriend greet him in the underwear or come out of the bedroom in the underwear. You're 23. It's okay to have a girlfriend, you know. So maybe that's better than a lawyer's letter. Or you know, you could change the locks, but it's going to make them crazy. Yeah, I know. What about talking to them? What about saying, "Look, well, let's try. Let's try, Mom, Dad. I love you." Thank you for giving me this place, but I, you can't just come in here. I'm living on my own, and it's not right. You, have you said something like that to them politely? I, I have. I sat them down, and we talked about it, and I said, hey, listen, I don't live the same way you guys live. I have my own, my own ways of living. You got to give me my space. I moved out for this reason, but they just they want to make sure that I'm not trashing their place. You know what I mean? Then you better move I'm out. Not, then you have to, can you I'm move not. out? I, I mean, you got to move out. You're not, I'm not, nobody's going to sue. You can't sue them in court. You understand that? You can't sue them in court. They're your parents. That's not a good idea. 
right? Not, 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 yeah, you're right. Not suing them, but like some kind of like, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I, there's no way I'm going to move out and have a two-bedroom apartment paying this much, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, nothing for nothing. You're getting a good deal and you get nosy parents with it. That's the deal. That's the way you've got to accept that. Your parents come with the apartment. I know. So what are you going to do? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, what about, cha- wait, I got another idea. Why don't you try this? Why don't you change the locks? To them, you're still your child, you know, but uh, what about changing the locks? You're allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that, but they won't evict you. Change the locks, but you're going to be there uh, until you move out on your own. You're, you're going to be their child. And, and, I don't uh, hear you. Oh, all right. Well, listen on the radio. But until you move out, you're going to be you're their child. You know? Good show today. Emails. Len at LenTillum.com. We're going to do one of the or two at the end of every show. Here's another one. Howard wrote this. I have a decent-sized shack. Notice, shack, folks. In the backyard that's attached to my house. I want to add insulation and a bathroom to it. And then rent it out to people. I live in San Lorenzo, Alameda County. Is it legal to rent out such a space as an apartment? You better check with the city planning commission first. Um, Maybe you can have a granny in your backyard, but it ain't legal to build one and rent it out without county permits. Just, Just don't do it on your own, you know, without building permits, because it'll be illegal. You won't be able to get a pg e meter if it's illegal, and sooner or later somebody's going to narc on you, either a tenant or a neighbor. Building inspectors will swoop in and make you tear it down. If granny units are allowed, and always do it legal and kosher. Don't be a dope. Do it legally, or don't rent it out at all. Good show today. Come back tomorrow for more.